0: The guest of the third episode of Vegan Reflections is the animal rights activist and podcaster Wendy McGovern. Wendy first got involved in animal rights at the age of 17 through anti-vivisection activism with Uncaged campaigns. Since then, she has been involved with diverse grassroots animal advocacy and vegan initiatives. Wendy has also volunteered with London Wildlife Protection, local cat rescue, and various farm animal sanctuaries. Her recent projects include setting up and hosting the Thrive Thrive Vegan World podcast, in which she discusses all things animal rights, liberation, and veganism with guest activists and academics. Wendy is also the co-host of The Animal Rights Show, which streams regularly on YouTube and deals with themes and issues relevant to the animal movement. In 2021, Wendy hosted the Animal Rights March in London. Wendy has been living vegan since 1997. Right. Okay. Thanks very much, Wendy McGovern, to be my third uh, guest in the Vegan <gasps> Reflection
1: Podcast, which is exciting. Is that a lucky three? Thank you for asking me, Toddy. I really appreciate it. is that yeah. a lucky number three? I hope. <laughs> well, maybe
0: actually, I'm changing a lot. I'm changing things a lot because experimenting, So this time it's not going to be two stories as in the other two chapters, it's going to be just one subject. One of the mm-hmm. articles I wrote about last month, we're going to concentrate on that one rather than two. experimenting to see whether that's more dynamic or people like it more this way. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. And we're going to be focusing more on the issue rather than the article itself. So I'm not going to be reading bits of the articles that I did in previous because that seemed to slow down the, the dynamic a little bit. So I thought, oh, okay. well, let's try it without reading them map. I'm going to talk yeah. about it, but rather than concentrating on the article, let's concentrate on the subject. And the subject is animal rights versus veganism, which is a kind of interesting subject, I think. And uh, it mm-hmm. covers a huge ground and my article is <laughs> very long. And, it, and I'll, I'll tell you what is the essence conclusion. of of my article. The conclusion is that animal rights and veganism are not quite the same thing. They are overlapping, intersecting, uh, synergetic, mutually reinforcing, but separate things, whether they are philosophies, whether they are uh, movements, doesn't matter. I think all of those dimensions, they are separate. Uh, So, But what do you think? Do you think they're the same thing or they are separate things?
1: Um this is a, such an interesting question and I've I've been thinking about this ever since you uh asked me about this to to do this podcast and it is really really complex kind of topic isn't it and especially um, going from your article sorry Dylan's deciding to just pull everything out so <laughs> um yes yeah, so i i feel that the if we look at the similarities i think there are a lot of similarities between obviously like you said they're both philosophies um and I feel that if we look at them as philosophies, you could almost see them as two branches of the same philosophy in a way. Because you could look at the the ideas and the ideals. Maybe perhaps animal rights might be the the why, and veganism might be the how. So it could be the, the almost two branches of a of a similar philosophy. Um, I feel that both deal with um human relations with non-human animals, and in particular the ethics of those relations. Um, both are philosophies that call for the opposition of the oppression of sentient beings and and call for respect and justice for other animals. And of course, they're both concerned with changing the status of other animals. So I feel that at the core, the f- philosophies are very similar in their aims and goals. I would, I would say, would, would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, uh, the there are similarities and differences. You just described the similarities, which is yes. right. they're all both philosophies. They're all they're both non-religious philosophies. Also, they don't relate to mm-hmm. cosmology or, or mythology or things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And they they and they all philosophies that generates lifestyles that generates social movements. But I think I think one of the difference is that. Uh, <laughs> The two basic differences from the philosophical point of view. One is the focus, the focus. They're focusing on different things, uh, and also the philosophical disciplines that they cover. I think, from the focus point of view, I think the animal rights focus clearly on non human animals, anybody that is a member of the animal kingdom except human beings. Uh, that's the focus. That's where the attention is paid. They, they look at the animal. Uh, the philosophy looks at the animal. Says, do they think? Do they move? How they behave? Do do they have moral rights? Do they? Do should we give them legal rights? Do do we? Do they, do they have the capacity to think like us? Do they have moral agents? All these questions, and uh, uh, while veganism focuses on the humans what they do to others in particular. So they sh- they harm others, they exploit others, they kill others, they do all these things and they should not be doing them. So I think essentially it is the same problem. The problem is a person or human doing something to an animal. And then when you look at it from an animal rights point of view, you're concentrating your attention to the animal and say, they don't deserve that. yeah, they, mm-hmm. they don't deserve this thing. While you're looking from a vegan point of view you concentrated concentrating your attention to the human you should not be doing that there are things that you should not be doing yourself that is from a point of view of the focus but it's the same phenomenon it's just looking at it slightly from a little bit to the right or to the left yeah. That's what you're looking. while the disciplines well I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the disciplines later but when you think about these focus
1: things so the fo- so I, I would agree that the focus of both philosophies I would say um is I'd say the relationship of humans to other animals. So I, I agree with what you said about in terms of veganism focusing on human behavior and, and how we interact and how we relate to other animals. But, uh, but I also feel that is true of animal rights as well, because if we look at Tom Reagan's philosophy and how he spells out if other animals are rights bearers, then it's the, it's the humans that have the duties to respect those rights. So I feel that both are actually um dealing or focusing on humans because you don't have um other animals respecting the rights of other animals if that makes sense. so the whole rights the concept of rights is between uh, is is an agreement that humans have in relation to other animals I would say does that make sense That's how I would see it yeah. slightly nuanced to, to you maybe yeah
0: and I, I think to I think what we both agree and that's is that we the both focus both philosophy focus on human-animal relationships. There is no doubt yes. about that. It's that relationship that is the focus of both equally. I think my point is that animal rights and, and veganism, then, after looking at that relationship, pays more attention to one side of that relationship the other pays more attention to the other side of the relationship, even if the relationship is always essential. So, so you, you, uh, animal rights doesn't look at animals without that relationship because the relationship is what generates the philosophy. Yeah.
1: Animal rights how, is not... Could you- so can I ask you to just clarify for me then? Because yeah. maybe I'm not understanding it quite quite well enough, actually, Geordie, Then maybe how how do you see animal rights um, is not is is focused more on other animals without the human aspect compared to veganism? Can you maybe give me like a specific yeah example or, or something? Would would that be okay? Just so yeah, sure. I can understand it better.
0: Let's look at a hypothetical example of a human killing a cow. Okay. this is a human interaction we have with an animal so that's where both philosophies are interested about So I think the animal rights philosophy looks at the cow knows about the human doesn't care that much who that human is why they're doing it who, what are the most, looks at the cow and says that is unfair this cow has moral rights it should not be killed by anyone this guy or whoever that person is I don't care who is doing it but the animal has rights. Uh, things like anybody else has the desire to survive, has the desire to grow and be free. All these are violations of their rights. Something is very unjust in this situation. This is what the animal rights does. The vegan uh, pays attention to the human rather than the animal. If the, the vegan says, I don't care which animal is the one you hurt hurting, but you should not hurt anyone. You should not be mm. causing harm to sentient beings. I don't care whether it's a cow or chicken, I don't care about that. But you should not do it because you're a human being and you're a human being, you should take uh, some moral value or any other sentient being and it's not up to you to harm anyone. You see, the phenomenon is the same, but the emphasis of attention varies and who you address and who you pay, who you look more, who you research more, who you think more about, it changes. You see, the difference is one is I don't care who harms you, you deserve the right. The other is I don't I don't care who you're harming. But that, mm-hmm. that is the slight difference of approach. But mm-hmm. the phenomenon so, is the same, is the person yeah. harming the cow. That's the phenomenon, and they're both concerned, and they both feel that this is unjust. That's because it's so similar, that's why most people will not see the difference.
1: Yeah, and, and I suppose in the and the way I was framing it in the beginning is is animal rights gives you the theory of of why and you know the the moral rights and the inherent rights that that we all have, including non human animals, but they're not being respected. And then veganism focus focuses on well, how do we do that? But I, I guess for me, they're I guess we're just looking at that slightly differently because I would still say it's it's they're both about how humans behave because. Yeah. rights are not about how the, the other animals behave. It's about how humans behave towards those. Um, no, you're right.
0: You're right. Does both, that make sense? Yeah, you're right. They're both about how humans uh, behave. That's yeah. true. But the attention, that's what are different. Be, what they are about is the same. The subject that you're investigating is the same. But how you go out and investigate that subject is what I think it changes. How you approach it from a philosophical point of view, who you pay attention, who you talk more about and who you uh, get your knowledge about. So I think, for instance, animal mm. rights has a lot of emphasis on, on discovering who the animals are, what they do, how they think, how they behave, uh, and then showing to the people, look, they're like us, they're like us, because look, they do this. They, like, I think veganism looks more like humans, so what they do, why they do what they do, why they are so aggressive, why they kill, why they are so oppressive.
1: But do you think, in fact, that brings up a really interesting point, actually, Geordie? Because I do you not feel then, because this is something that I sometimes feel with veganism, is that it's becoming almost very human centric. When in fact, the focus ought to be brought more to centering other animals in within the vegan mu- movement and not being so human focused, actually, on what humans are, because often, and, I, and I've even heard other vegans and, and especially animal rights activists saying that they feel quite resistant to the vegan movement sometimes because it's becoming more about humans and a human lifestyle and obviously being diluted down to a diet, etc., which we probably might get into. But um, is that not maybe part of um, a problem maybe within the movement in that it is becoming too human-centric?
0: There is a problem that uh, people feel there is a problem because I I think the issue is, there are two philosophies overlapping each other. And if people assume they're the same thing, they will see this as a problem. But if people recognize the different things, they will not see this as a problem. So if you think that the same thing, then you can obviously see a lot of talk about veganism has to do with humans and not to do with animals. because And that doesn't make sense because if they think it's the same thing and they feel that is animal rights only, therefore the focus should be 100% on the animals, there will be problems there. But if you think in the way I think, it, which is there are two different aspects of it. One is the human dimension and the other is the animal dimension and veganism focuses more on the human dimension. Therefore, when you see some vegans not all concentrated a lot about humans, that's because they're concentrating more in veganism than animal rights. While if you see some animal rights, people concentrating more about animals, that's because they focus more on animal rights. But if you if you recognize that there are different things, that uh, different philosophies very overlap, very close to each other. So if, if you you hold them both, you might not see the difference yourself, but they might be vegans that they didn't hold them from the beginning. They started one philosophy before the other, and they might see more difference. And those might concentrate more of the time on the vegan dimension of veganism. So I think one of the reasons I, I I wrote about this is because I tried to solve that question of the problem of people saying, no, the, it's about humans. So it's about animals. I thought, oh, hold I, I I think I understand why people say that because these two things together and they're, they're mixing them up. So when,
1: when you when you say focusing on the vegan aspects of veganism, I just wonder if you might um, explain that. Yeah, I mean, I, me mean, I mean
0: the human aspect, the human aspect. Oh, human the, aspects, right? Yeah, yeah, Sorry, the yeah. The behavior yeah. of humans, what they do, what they should be doing, all these things. There's, you see, for yeah. instance. Another another of the philosophical difference that will also help to, to understand this. Another of the philosophical difference I mentioned is the disciplines of philosophy, and I think there are slightly different disciplines that uh, each of these philosophies focus on. I think animal rights focus more on on the epistemology. I think and that's completely my opinion. Epistemology, which is the theory of knowledge, because looking at the animals, we ask asking, do they understand as we understand? Do they know things as we do know things? Do they have moral value? So it's very similar in that respect, because epistemology asks these questions to us, we just ask them in behalf of the others, animals, and we ask the same question. And then axiology, which is the theory of value, which is basically saying, do they have value like us? Do they have moral value? Do they have rights because they have value? So I think that's more the disciplines of, of these two. While I think veganism is more in ethics, the, the disciplines of philosophy that veganism is more concerned about or more talked about is the ethical philosophy, which is the behavior of human beings, the moral behavior, how people should behave. So again, you see the focus is on, on if you focus on the ethics, you focus on humans because ethics is all about humans. While if you focus yeah. on, on uh, do they understand, do they have moral value? All this doesn't need to be a human involved. So you might have these epistemological astronomical studies without considering humans, looking at animals, do they have value by themselves, even before humans have evolved? All these things will do that. But uh, ethics, you can't, because ethics is all about human behavior. It's not about animals' behavior uh, ethics towards other animals. It's just about human behavior towards towards animals. You mm. see? And when you look at it from that point of view, then the veganism fits better the ethics of telling somebody this is wrong, this is right, that's what ethics is all about you shouldn't be doing this you should be doing that mm.
1: i do, well yes I guess, again i think we're looking at it very slightly differently and that i would definitely look at animal rights philosophy as um an ethical philosophy and i'm sure there are overlaps definitely with and i'm no I wouldn't want to profess to be some kind of expert on the different branches of philosophy because i i have a general you know overview but nothing in any um in any deep knowledge so i wouldn't want to profess and i'm sure you know there are many people out there who would be able to really um, give a great detailed explanation of this, but and, and I can see where there might be overlaps on like knowledge and uh, value and things like that from the different branches of axiology and uh, epistemology. But I also do feel that ethics is this is really strongly present in animal rights theory. As well as veganism, I I feel that yeah that while there might be slightly nuanced differences, as again I said right at, right at the start the looking at the the why and the how I I don't feel like we can separate them out. I don't feel like they are completely separate entities. I I just feel like their overlaps are so close that for me it, it is about human behaviour. It is about ethics. It is about how humans um, interact and interrelate on an ethical from an ethical position both in the animal rights and the vegan veganism um so I just can't I I just guess I'm not quite seeing it exactly in the same way as you' in the in that drawing them apart and separating yeah. them and and saying one's ethical and one's more um one's ethical and one's kind of more human value or whatever um I guess because, yeah just maybe slightly different ways of of looking because, at it
0: you 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 define yourself as an animal rights activist rather than a vegan activist. Is that right? Is that your preference in, in definition?
1: I think. And again, we're getting we're starting to get into identities and labels, then, aren't we? And yes. I guess um, when you because when you asked me that question, I was thinking, well, I don't know, what do I define myself mm. as? And I think um, I think I said animal rights because I feel that. Um, that's that was my entry into the movement, I guess, and I see myself as an activist, but I do also see myself strongly as a as a vegan, and um, and that's why I started to then question, like, well, what what are the differences, and where why do why is one what is one, and what is the other, um, and I think, I in an identity, I I think I've started to try to stop myself identifying as a vegan and start to think of it more as I'm living vegan and try and embodying vegan values rather than putting a label on myself. And I've, I've started to see veganism a little bit differently in that I'm seeing it not as a, as an end result where this is what I am now. And that's, it is a fixed identity, but more of a practice of embodying the values and trying to improve and challenge my own speciesism and, whatever else it might be on a daily basis. So I think I'm starting to just kind of shift a little bit on on those things. So it was very difficult for me to actually say, right, like, what, what's my label? What's my, what's my tag? Because uh, yeah, it is, it is difficult to just put that label on yourself, isn't it? And puts things in a neat little box. Like this is what I am. Cause I think there are so many overlaps and, but I do relate very much to being an animal rights activist and advocate for the rights of other animals. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, from, I identity, your question.
0: <laughs> I, from my point of view, which I, I write in the article, I am I feel both. I feel both on animal rights mm. and veganism. But if I had to choose one, I would choose veganism now. I think I started being on animal rights before I was mm. vegan. And I say I think because that's questionable. People might say it's impossible. But I think, yeah, I think you can believe in the rights and then don't behave properly yet. And that's what happened to me. Not behaving properly yet, but the rights I already believe in, Uh, and and that was obviously made no sense until I was forced to change. I forced myself to change and become vegan. So there was this period that I was already an animal rights person before I was a vegan. But I feel now the identity of veganism is more of an identity to me. I don't think the animal rights identity, although it exists, it it fits that well the label of identity how people use it the word identity. Uh, I think veganism for me fits better, uh, but also because I, I see I see them both. And I, 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 but if I have to choose one, I would choose just mm. the, the vegan label. But the way I, I think I look at it, and I think that will help to understand why many people don't see the difference in a case, perhaps you, is your case, is that you're right in the, that in the level that overlapping is so intense, that it's almost so difficult to see the difference. It's, it's, imagine to uh, uh, a Venn diagram where there is animal mm. rights on one side in a circle and a veganism in the other side. And of course, when they got together, the intersection would be what is both and the yeah. rest will be. Now, animal rights, veganism, I think they are so together, so together that almost everything you see is the intersection. Yeah. only at the edges of it is the slightly only animal rights and only veganism aspect. Of it. But I think yes. I think they existed. When you analyze the evolution of the history, I think in the past we're more separate. And I think they through the through the times they're getting together in in the last ten years almost they're almost together, but I think you one of the things I thought before I finish the article is is are they merged now? To where are they completely the same thing? And, and my conclusion is no, they're still quite not the same thing. They're very close mm-hmm. now, but I still see behaviors of vegan people that don't that that are outside the animal rights position and the other way around. But mm-hmm. but. Uh, one thing just is to, just
1: to pick you up. On, just yeah. oh, sorry, Joe, just to pick you up on that. Actually, it's really true that the history is really interesting. Actually, and I and what i found about looking at uh, the kind of threads of the history is that again, it's almost like there are vines coming up and intersecting along the way, and there and there are many different. um sort of strands coming off so you'll get people advocating for for example vegetarianism um throughout history going back to like you know bc and um you know pythagoras and 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 then in the 1800s you, you know you've got um oh i'm trying to think of the name now oh i can't remember the name sorry it's, it's left me and then you get people like henry salt and uh and then there was a feminist oh i think i wrote her name down actually where is that um Oh, yeah, Anna Kingsford. So you've got Percy Shelley and then you've got um Anna Kingsford, and they're kind of advocating for like vegetarianism. Yeah. They're they're challenging this the, the status of other animals in some way. And that would get put on under the umbrella of animal rights, but also it's also an influence of the vegetarian society, which then obviously became the big influence of the splinter group of the vegan of the vegans. So it's like there are overlaps, even when you look at going back to animal rights. And veganism, because everything, I think the thing is here as well, is like animal rights gets is has become an umbrella term that is used for all things, whether it, you know, changing the status of other animals, whether it's their well-being, whether it's protection, whether it's whether we consume them or not. And it and so it gets everything gets put under that umbrella. So when you look back at animal rights history, you also get these people who are advocating vegetarianism, or then you get other people talking about other animals becoming rights bearers, but they're not going as far as vegetarianism because they'll say, well, actually more harm will be done to, and this is, um, I'm thinking in particular of a German philosopher, Schopenhauer, who who said that um, he was starting to see that other animals were rights bearers, but he wouldn't go as far as vegetarianism because uh, mankind not eating um, other animals would be more harmful than as long as the death was quick that then the the animal being eaten so he was still not going as far as vegetarianism but yet he was dealing with the concept of animal rights so there are kind of overlaps and separations and threads it's really messy and that's i think that's i think is what happens in history and also now is there's a lot of muddy waters a lot of messy um you know muddling through to get to get to where we are and and it's almost like the philosophies bring strands together and create this almost purity of idealism but from a very muddy background and then also from that purity as it's become very muddied and messy again in the current movements. This is how I've been starting to see it actually. I don't know if you uh, agree with any of that. But Yeah yeah
0: I agree but also it's not just animal rights and veganism; they've been merging merging together with other philosophies too. Human rights yeah. philosophy. Anna Kinsel was a suffragist, so therefore she was as involved in human rights as in animal rights. Yes. Before. Therefore, what what was the difference there? So at that time, if we had that postcard, at that time perhaps the question should be human rights versus animal rights, because some of them will say, "What's the difference?" I don't see the difference; it's the same thing. Well, now we say, "Oh, well, they're quite uh-huh. different." So I think the old philosophies can be Taken at the same time, people can hold several philosophies at the same time. And yes. because when they have common elements, you are more likely than to share them. But they that doesn't mean that they are the same. They just mean that mm-hmm. they are common elements. So the intersection is manifested in people's philosophy, which is a cocktail of several philosophies. No, there's not a single mm-hmm. one. So you should expect to see that, philosophical speaking. So you could you could see several uh, with common things, so that they they diagram would compose not just two circles, five or six circles all together mm. interacting with each other, and th- through history yeah. they might be interacting more or less. And, and, and cyclically, as you just said, sometimes it seems that they're more pure, sometimes it seems that they're more uh, less pure. But I think the 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 solution to understand why is to understand that they're separate that they are separate, they intersect, they, they communicate with each other synergetically, they reinforce each other, but they continue to be separate. So that's why they can split, they can move apart sometimes, they can get together mm-hmm. at other times because they maintain a certain independence from a philosophical point of view. So some people might uh, look at, at them more towards one side that is the further away of the interaction or the intersection, other people that just reside in the middle of the interaction so they don't see the difference. And it might be in your case, in your case, you mm. don't see the difference because you're you, you really living and manifested it both. While other mm. vegans who have come in veganism from another point of view, not from the animal rights, from environments or justice or any other, of the gateways mm. so that you can use to enter veganism, then they, they might see the difference clearer. They might all end up in the same position. They might all be sharing all these philosophies once you enter veganism. But at the moment they enter it, they might be more aware of those differences because they 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 enter from a different one. But if you enter from the animal rights gateway, it's more going to be more difficult to see the difference. You see what I mean?
1: This is a really interesting um thread that you've just brought up there actually, this 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 gateway thing. Um, and again, it's it's just sparking loads of thoughts um, about, oh, so many thoughts are coming to me right now, Jordi. I'm just going to try and sort them out in my head a little bit. Because, okay. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I really want to talk about the gateway thing because that's such an interesting um, thing that you brought up there. And also something that is making me want to say is that sometimes I feel that, like, because I'm not saying that animal rights and veganism are identical. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm not saying they're identical philosophies. There's the same thing I'm saying that, they're they're a kind of different angle on a, on similar goals, I guess. Maybe so that although they're different philosophies, their 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 similarities are greater than their differences. I suppose is maybe what I would say. But I think sometimes the differences that I'm hearing. Um, often are coming out of things that maybe when the philosophies have slightly been changed from what they are. So, and this, this is kind of related to the whole gateway thing. So when you're saying if people come into veganism through the environment, for example, or or we might say through health, um, and I think you mentioned a few different types of vegans in your, in your article, which was really interesting. And I think that there's definitely people do, and this is just reality, this is just reality not in an ideal world, obviously, but through reality, people do start to become aware of veganism through the environment or through um, health, health. And because of the reduced um, – of veganism being reduced to a diet, they might be more aware of, like, health and, and looking at at veganism as a change of lifestyle and things like that. But for me, I feel like that has shift totally shifted veganism off its philosophy, oh, it's off its axis there, because – if veganism is a philosophy uh, against the oppression of sentient beings and for respect and justice for other animals which it is then are you really a vegan if you don't align with and embody and practice those values of the opposition of that oppression so if you're just thinking oh I, i'm i'm just eat, eat, eating a vegan friendly diet because of my own health or because of environmental concerns then does that actually Are you actually vegan? Because vegan is definitely focused on other animals. Does that make sense? That's not me trying to like gatekeep and say, like, go away or anything. It's just, it's a good question. And let me,
0: let me ask, answer the question.
1: Yeah, Uh, or or ask you the question
0: slightly different. The same question Are you really a vegan if you don't have the values? And then would that answer be different? Is the first time that you entered veganism was because you were interested in the environment and then you enter and then you recognize the animal rights and then you become vegan or another person. I, I use I use five gateways, I said there are five. One is the environment, mm-hmm. you have is animal rights. The first thing you thought about veganism, oh, the animals, you entered it, you learn about everything else. The third, social justice, it might be the oppression of women or the oppression of minorities. The fourth, spirituality, it might be because you are Jain and you think about ahimsa and things like that. So, and the fifth, uh, the health. So, so, if that, that's the gateway, that's not the thing, mm-hmm. it's the gateway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's like saying, This is, I use this, this metaphor of a mansion. I call it the vegan mansion. It's huge, every it's room for everyone. Everybody can enter, but there are five doors, and then you, and you have a vestibule in each door. And you enter for one of these gateways, and then you need to explore the mansion. You're not going to leave in the gateway, you're not just going to stay there. So, once you enter, it doesn't matter which one, once you explore it, then you are all the same. We all behave in the same way. We are not exploiting animals, but but then some people say, "No, no. Even if you behave exactly as I do, even if you have the same beliefs that you that I have, just the fact that you enter from that gateway makes you non vegan. That is the problem."
1: Oh no, so that no, that wouldn't be what I'm saying. No, I, I because I think people do come into the movement on and similar to to you. Actually, I was involved in animal rights activism. Before I became a vegan, so I I I wasn't obviously adhering to animal rights philosophy completely, as you said. I wasn't the behavior wasn't uh, consistent because I wasn't aware of veganism at the time. But I was involved with activism before I became vegan, so I think things like that, you know. So I got into veganism that way. So I understand how people might be interested in climate crisis and um, and health and. All that kind of thing definitely and, and from other social justice movements that happens a lot there's that overlap of you know there are many feminists who have become um started to live vegan through their social justice activism and through their feminism and and all sorts of other movements so that definitely that's absolutely brilliant and to be applauded what well, i guess my my kind of specific question would be despite which gateway you come through are they then when they're in the mansion, are they fully embodying vegan values, vegan practices? And if they are, then surely they are a vegan. We don't have to qualify them as an environmental vegan or a health vegan because they're just vegan. No matter what so wherever they came from is irrelevant. Once they're vegan, they're vegan because they're upholding and believe in the values of veganism. I suppose that's the slight nuance I'm trying to get yeah, to there. And, what would you say?
0: I, and I agree. I have the same thing. The point is the time. How time do you need to wait between crossing the gateway <laughs> and having the time to explore the other four <laughs> dimensions? You can expect people will enter the gateway and already instantly have a, a knowledge of all the other rooms because veganism is huge. So that time for me is okay. If you have, there's nobody that tells you that's the amount of time. So I can make a judgment. I can tell you, oh, you only been there for, for, uh, oh, you already been there for five minutes. You should already be an animal rights person. So I cannot make a judge. And I don't know how long people have been. So, But at one point, they will have to assume all. And I think you have to be an ethical vegan only when you have assumed all. But I use different terms for those that are still exploring and they haven't assumed all. I use dietary vegans for those that enter for the health and they're only just there. They haven't explored anything else. Eco-vegans for those that enter through the gateway of environment, they're just there and they don't want to spill uh, they haven't explored anything else. Now, if they don't want to explore anything else, if they stay there, then you're no longer vegan. I agree. So, if yeah. you stay there forever, your health person, the anti veganism, or choose the vegan diet, the diet of vegans, mm. and then don't want to know yeah. anything else, they don't know about our environment, yeah. and stay for that, that's you're not a vegan, you're plant based person. Yeah, yeah. But if right, you just you
1: get in the yeah. mansion, you've got a week. <laughs>
0: I entered exactly in the same way, but then he said, "Oh, yeah, I would love to look at the other aspects. I would love to learn about ethics," and he does, which I know mm-hmm. many vegans have started this way. Then he said, oh, "You see, I was not. I, I, if I had told you at the beginning, no, you're not a vegan because you entered from the gateway, I would have been wrong because you have become." A vegan.
1: So when, so when they're just, just to clarify this gateway thing. So if they're, if they've entered the, it seems quite funny talking about this, doesn't it? This doorway and mansions and things. Yeah. But once they've entered the gateway as a health vegan what is the difference then what are they doing differently are they are they just consuming vegan friendly um foods is that what they're doing so basically animal free foods is that the only thing or are they also um not wearing leather or are they not buying Products that are tested on other animals are they are they doing all that stuff or what's what's the specifics well, here the context? L- let's say?
0: say this huge mansion has different rooms. One is the leather room, the other is the wool room, the other is the honey room, and you need to explore them all. So if they just enter, they might just enter. Okay, that's the only thing I'm doing is eating a plant base. But I'm now going right. to enter this room, and I'm going to stop eating leather, using leather, and now wool, mm-hmm. and now going to zoos, and now. And the point is, is there are many more rooms? Riding horses, things like that. So, And even an animal rights person that enters to the animal rights room, they might still be okay with zoos, some people say that, or or with horses. That means they haven't explored the whole mansion yet. So anybody from any entrance would not immediately Mm -hmm. be completely in tune with the whole thing if they just arrived. And then the more you explore, the more you realize, okay, I'm going to add this, I'm going to add this, I'm going to add this. How long it takes doesn't matter. But if you are a a, a vegan, proper vegan, you will never feel that you already explore everything. You will continue trying to expand your circle of compassion and try to see whether you can learn more about veganism so I see veganism not as an estate, as a process that starts with you entering that hole that using that gateway but never ends you keep exploring and then the people that look at uh, as a, a state you enter through the animal right you don't need to learn more you decided today this is what I'm gonna avoid I'm not gonna think more whether I should avoid more I'm not going to, these are the people thing for, the thing that the people are stuck in the in the hallway and they're missing the whole five or six or 10 dimension could be more of veganism. And I think that is a sign of a new veganism for me. It's a sign of the just started. So but, so therefore, uh, somebody that has been exploring the vegan diet for 10 years and never gone beyond that, that's a plant-based person. 10 years give you enough time yeah. to become a vegan. And the same a vegetarian. A vegetarian, some, there are some vegetarians that are transitioning into veganism. call them pre-vegans. If they really want to be vegan, they haven't really mastered it yet, but that's what they want to do. Okay, they're pre-vegans. There are other vegetarians that they don't want to be vegan. They're just quite content. They are purely vegetarians.
1: And so can we not call them all pre-vegans then? Because how how is a vegetarian any uh, less or any more pre-vegan than a plant eater who is still wearing leather? Because then isn't that actually making the dietary aspects of veganism the most important
0: but you could you could you could create a different threshold. so mm-hmm. I, I for me the, the the gateway is defined in a particular position but you can put it closer or further away of the mansion in, a way, in the mm-hmm. gardens or, or at the door and you can just be more strict for me the uh, if you decide not to consume any animal product in food because food constitutes such an enormous amount of the choices people make during their life mm-hmm. every day. And if you make that choice, that is going to cover 80% of the choices. If you're already that, that means, okay, I think I I I consider you a diet vegan. If you progress, you will be eventually an ethical vegan, but I consider you now a diet vegan. If not, if you don't even do that, you still eat cows and uh, products and, mm-hmm. and eggs, I don't. I consider the a vegetarian and I consider it a pre-vegan.
1: I feel that we, we didn't ought to even have to say ethical vegan. And I can't imagine the founders, the pioneers of veganism, ever imagining that we would have to put ethical before veganism because it's based on ethics. It's a philosophy of ethics. It's a justice uh, movement, anti-oppression movement. So to actually have to qualify that with the term ethical for me is almost seems a little bit strange. Does that make sense? Because I think unless you're following and embodying the value, the, the justice philosophy and the cause and the values then it's not actually the same thing it's almost like i'm i was just trying to think of uh, of an equivalent in a different social justice movement like say if it was um you know f- feminism anti misogyny and that someone might say well actually i've stopped um i've stopped hitting my 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 wife because it's really hurting my hand um and we might say oh that's that's a benefit to them so i've stopped hitting my wife it's it, it's really hurting my hand i i i just can't be doing this anymore but we might say oh okay well that's a good start so now we might actually start bringing you into the more of the understanding that actually your wife has rights and and you should not be hitting your wife and this is violence against a woman and you know we might say oh, and they might say oh actually yeah maybe i'll start to explore that or maybe i won't but i guess until they actually embody non-violence against women that we couldn't call them a feminist ally we couldn't call them you know we couldn't say they're not violent against women so i suppose it's maybe that's not the greatest example i was just trying to think of an example quickly but i suppose it's like until i think because just because someone eats an animal free um diet or a plant plant only food that do, that doesn't make them a vegan if they're not embracing the justice element and the end of oppression to other animals i would i would save that that name for for people who are really on board with that, as opposed to just someone who is consuming the same kind of food. Does that make sense? I I just would see it that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, and many people do it in this way. I, I look at it as slightly different. I want to be more kind of welcoming to the pre-vegans because I don't want to narrow it too much. Mm. But I still want to make a distinction, and that's why I use yeah. the ethical yeah. vegan. To, to have the best of both worlds. So if, wanna, if I want to be specific, then I use ethical vegan. And If I want to be more open and uh, to the, to the pre-vegans, I use uh, vegan. And if I could use vegan in inverted commas or close to vegan, I yeah. could use many labels just to be sure that we maintain the momentum of growing the movement. More people coming in and don't feel mm. don't feel alienated. Yeah. But at the same time, well, we maintain the integrity of the concept. So I think that's what I use the word ethical vegan because it's a solution of a problem. The problem is people used years ago the word vegan meaning something else meaning just the vegan food uh, but that problem already exists and most people still use it so i, I can't just deny the problem i need to find a solution mm-hmm. and for me the solution has always been because i didn't invent the word ethical vegan it was already being used in the 80s yes
1: oh yeah i'm and, not so, saying that you uh, and, and, yeah, and yeah. that
0: word i realize that's a solution you make a distinction because you can't change how people use the term what you can do is Add something yeah. in the way you use it to make sure that you the core of the values are not diluted because people misinterpret. But let's look at yeah. another aspect of the differences of of the philosophies because we've been talking about the philosophy and the identity, but we haven't talked too much about the movement because I think the movement, mm-hmm. uh, the animal rights movement and the, and the vegan movement, they're also similar but they're also different, uh, and mm-hmm. I think uh, there are elements in, in in there as well. I think, for instance. They, obviously, the philosophy started first, which generates a change of lifestyle, which generates a movement when people start to get together and they want to change the world. And and they all face the same problem: the injustice of animals being hurt. And that's the same for animal rights and vegans. They all react to that. But I think the uh, the animal rights movement aims for a different goal. The old goal is animal liberation, quite clearly. While the vegan movement aims for the vegan world, a world where everything is operated through a vegan principle. So that's so and because the goals are slightly different, I think that also means that, that the movement is slightly different. How you look at how you see this?
1: This is an interesting one as well, because I was starting to yeah, ask myself, like what, what do I hope for? What what would be my ultimate goal? And I think I think for me, for both my my vegan nuance and my animal rights nuance, I i feel my ultimate goal would be um, a liberated world where, where other animals and humans are liberated, where we don't have oppression. This would be my utopian, you know, my utopian uh, view, whether in reality this could ever happen, of course, but my utopian view would be a liberated world um, where all sentient beings are, are respected and right, rights are respected and we we navigate the world together we share we share the world with as much harmony as we can possibly muster um so i guess that would be my goal for both and i and i don't see that as being really different with my vegan spectacles on or my animal rights spectacles on i guess i i feel like cuz i i think i feel like although yes the venn diagram there's the definitely the intersection of animal rights and veganism and maybe little little differences away from there as i said i think the similarities are are greater than the differences, and so for me, I don't feel like we can have a vegan world unless um, other animals' rights are being respected, the moral rights. Um, and I don't, and I feel that if we do have a world where moral rights are respect, acknowledged and respected, then we couldn't do that without living vegan. So I feel like they're kind of they they kind of go hand in hand with each other, and and for me, the the ultimate goal would be liberation. A liberated world so I and again I guess we're just looking at that isn't it interesting how people with like very similar goals very similar um interests have got you know different perspectives and interpretations of things and I think every vegan would probably have a slightly different uh, take on on these things as well it's really interesting but that's how I guess I would see it there
0: yes I, I, and I think you're right that you cannot have a vegan world without having animal Liberation but I think the opposite is possible I think you can have animal liberation and not yet a vegan world because I think veganism also deals with human oppression from humans. So I think you can have a world where all animals are free but people are still sexist and oppressive and racist and that would not be a vegan world yet. The vegan world have to be do no harm to others. Whoever those others are, doesn't matter which species. Doesn't humans, and that's one of the differences. Remember, I remember I keep saying veganism is is focused on humans, mm-hmm. what humans do, but not just what they do to animals, what they do to each other as well. And I think the movement uh, created for with, with the vegan society, Donna Watson, and the others was also thinking about. Them. They were also thinking about the cruelty of war, which mm, uh, absolutely. happened. The movement was created immediately after the end of the second war in 1944, mm-hmm, and they were mm-hmm. thinking the solution for this horrible way of human behaviour is veganism. Yeah. But they were thinking not just, look at how many animals die in the war, they thought, how many humans die in the war?
1: Absolutely, and and, yeah. and,
0: and, and he's, yeah. he used. And I think that is reflective from the beginning of the movement.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And I think... Because the, the founders were very much saw veganism as a cause that would revolutionize mankind. They saw it, they they saw it as a very radical and revolutionary cause and move a movement. And I totally agree. It was it's it's a movement of peace. And definitely with that context, you know, like, as you said, because I think obviously the discussions were going on pre-the first world war about non-dairy and non-eggs with the vegetarian society, and that got halted by the first world war. And then coming out of the second world war is obviously when, when veganism was really starting to, um, to become its own movement. So I totally agree with that. And and the peace element and the, the entanglements of human and animal oppression are are there for, for all to see really when you, when you look any deeper into it. And I think that's very apparent from the start, you know, um, it's even in the philosophy, isn't it? That the benefit to humans, not necessarily health wise, but, in terms of if we revolutionize mankind and we live as vegans, it's because we are living in a different way. We are living with respect for each other, each other as humans, and just regardless of the body I think you're born into, we're respecting other bodies basically in a peaceful world, I think is is the crux of veganism, isn't it? And and I do feel that there are definitely overlaps as well with the animal rights movement, because animal rights has always been very much championing human issues as well. And it's always been that, you know, one struggle, one fight. Um, human rights has always been there and, and animal rights activists have always been kind of um, coming out in solidarity and standing in solidarity with other Social justice movements. There's there's definitely always been that overlap, and I feel that also even even with the philosophy of, of animal rights, because we're talking moral rights and inherent rights, it's almost it's an extension really from human rights. So I think we can't really say that we would we would have animal rights without that being an extension of the human rights. So I think to imagine a world with animal rights where we don't have then the human rights would be a very a very uh, topsy turvy world so i feel that although it's not specifically stated and maybe that is one of the differences it might not be specifically stated within animal rights philosophy that that humans are a part of that I, I do feel that that it is just by default almost that it is an extension of human rights and it is you know based on how we agree our rights between us as humans as well and also the way that the movement has embraced um, other human rights issues along the way as well. So I think there are definite overlaps there. Um, so maybe, again, just a slight different yeah. way of looking at it from, from yours. Yeah. But.
0: I think, yeah, we, we, we're just looking at the same issue from the slightly different angles, considering the, thing, yeah. the issue is, depending on the angle, we don't move that far from each other. The angle even yes. moving a slightly the angle still looks very similar, what we're looking at. Let yes. me read you one of my final sentences in the article, which everybody can read it in veganfda.com. You just go to the article section on top, then you go to blocks, and then you look for the animal rights versus veganism article. Uh, this is what I I, I read, I wrote at the, almost at the end, it said, I said we need animal rights veganism or vegan animal rights because both philosophies together reinforce each other. If we can get most people following them, we can get to real positive change for everyone and sooner. Do you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I think yeah it's really i think no matter what we see as the similarities and differences i think the main thing for for both of the the movements if we see them as separate um and i think some activists and advocates would would see them separate and some would see them fairly connected i think there's loads of different opinions out there but i think the important thing is that we center other animals much much more but also with the understanding that the scope is also entangled with human oppression as well like we cannot have animal liberation without human liberation but but definitely centering other animals um way much more and also just to challenge our own speciesism and human supremacy as well because I, I think sometimes we live vegan or we identify as vegan but we then think okay that's it now I'm I'm a vegan and we have this kind of almost um the identity that we've we're doing our, our thing and we're we're done we're fixed and we're you know all of that stuff we've got this almost like righteous thing going on and, I, and i've definitely <laughs> been guilty of that myself in the past and had this like superior thing but i think also we have to be aware that we still have to challenge our own speciesism and human supremacy on a daily basis because there are things just ingrained in us because we're constantly saturated by by these paradigms every day we have to challenge that in ourselves and just just continually try to embody the values and um, practice, yeah, putting those into our lives every day, that justice and respect and, you know, for, for every sentient being. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And, and and also just to become as active as we can as well, to advocate for these values in whatever way we might, we might. And that can be in small ways, in big ways. One one way that I really wanted to mention as well, while, while we're talking about this is... Um, that one way that we can, I think, really do something powerful in a small way every day is our use of language because I feel like within the movement, some, something that I talk a lot about on with the other team members on the Animal Rights Show and just in general with other vegans um, and on my podcast and things is, is how we can be very political with our language. It's not always about being grammat- grammatically correct. It's about how can we if we're looking to change the status of uh, of animals we have to do that in thought word and deed i think and i think that's going to affect our behavior it's going to it's going to reflect and reinforce what we believe and also it's going to our words re- reinforce societal norms and beliefs and things So i think a small way of doing that is just looking at how we are wording things one very simple but very important way is not to refer to other animals as it it's it <laughs> is so um reinforcing their status as objects as commodities and it's such a simple thing and there's such resistance to it within the movement of like not using the word it and i think it's something that we can all do and be very mindful of and it's just and it's a very simple thing and then you know looking at metaphors we might use and and how we describe things and and just we're not always aware and I, I come out with things all the time i think oh bugger that was very speciesist and i have to really like pick myself up on it but I think it's just something to be mindful of, of, something we can do every day. And I just wanted to mention um, the Unlearning Speciesist Language group on Facebook, which has an interactive language document on there so people can get involved with that and, and just get ideas from it as well. I think that's so important. I don't know if you agree with that, Geordie. Are you, are yeah, you yeah. hot on language?
0: I, absolutely. And I, I always try not to use it sometimes it escapes me <laughs> and i try to not to use it i not just it i use fishes rather than fish mm-hmm. i use many many of those words i'm very conscious and, and i'm still learning because sometimes some of these carnist tendencies it. are very Im- embedded in people's minds and, and it takes absolutely an yeah to get rid of it but well mm-hmm. i think we we reach to the to a good point to end this uh, conversation. I think we covered quite a lot of ground. I think we yeah. all agreed in many things that yeah, they're kind of different but overlapping very much, overlapping, and they're looking at the same phenomenon. Uh, in this case, uh, two individuals, of two species, interact with each other, and there is an unfair situation. Then we all want to stop that. Uh, therefore, the goals are the same, the motivation is the same, and the behavior. Will also end up being the same. Well, thanks very much, Wendy, for your insights and your words and, and conversation. And My hopefully, pleasure. hopefully, people will have learned a bit more, and be interested, and you can read the article and, and explore more dimensions of this uh, dichotomy of 2 of, of looking at the, the issue of human relationship with animals from an animal rights or veganism perspective. Well, thanks very much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, Appreciate no problem. That. <laughs> See
0: you. See you again.
1: Mm-hmm.